Unleavened Bread Ministries presents from your hands, your feet, your side. Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels. Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. And we thank you, Lord, um, for giving us wisdom concerning these revelations and um, also uh, a heart to pray uh, for mercy from God in Jesus' name. Well, we're going to call this uh, Nuclear Exchange with Russia. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a revelation I'm going to share from way back uh, from Dmitry Dudeman's prophecies in 1994. But it seems uh, pretty pertinent for what we're going to talk about. It's called, I Come to Avenge and Fulfill All. Okay. Awaken, my people, says the voice of the Lord. Be passive no longer. Draw closer today more than ever. For the day of my vengeance is ready to begin. <clears throat> I will shake the earth from its foundation. Earthquakes? Hmm. And I will require punishment of all those that say they do my will, yet through what they do they blaspheme my name. I will punish prophets, preachers, singers, and all those that do a work, yet do it for their own glory. I will judge and punish the entire world, only those that today sit at my feet in meekness, weeping and worshiping me, asking for my help, will rejoice in the protection of the arm of the Lord on that day. Forsake every evil thought, all the empty words, all covetousness, pride, hypocrisy, because in whatever you're doing, it is not doing it but I, the Lord. Where are my clean gifts that I have poured out among you? Speaking in tongues, prophecy, and other gifts that were given unto you. Where is my power, says the Lord? Change your hearts, my people, today, for the days are numbered. And until I will begin to avenge, my eye sees in the light as well as in the darkness, my people, there is nowhere you can hide from the eye of God. Liars, impostors, those that are covetous, and all those that have only a form of godliness but deny the power of God, I will judge them. And then I will judge the whole world. I will judge it from its foundations. In many places there will be massacres. And those that today worship me with faithfulness, 
will be the only ones protected on that day. The hour, excuse me, the horn uh, ready to sound for the start of the battle. Mm-hmm. The days are numbered until you will hear the sound when the armies of heaven will begin the battle against the inhabitants of the earth. No army in the world will be able to stand against the armies of heaven, and the army of hell will not be able to raise its head against the Lord's army. Yet those that worship me in spirit and in truth I will protect, for I am God. Everything you see around you will be no more. Everything will be destroyed and burn in fire. Do not be passive. Draw close to me, for I come to avenge and to fulfill all that was said in the past, says the Lord. Okay, a good exhortation. Well, here's a, uh, an angry bear awakens. This is an excerpt from Dmitry Dudeman's prophecies in April of 1997. I knelt by my bed to pray. And as I did every night before going to sleep. And after finishing my prayer, I opened my eyes, but I was no longer in my room. Instead, I found myself in a forest. And I looked around to my right, and I saw a man dressed in white who pointed his finger and said, See and remember. It took me a while to find what he was pointing at, it was a small bear who seemed half dead lying on the ground. As I continued to watch this bear, it began to breathe deeper. With every passing minute, it seemed to revive itself. And as I watched, it also became angrier and then began to grow. Soon it was larger than the forest floor. And as it grew larger, it continued to become angrier. It then began uh, to paw the ground so that when its paw would hit the ground, the earth would shudder. I believe we're going to be talking about some earth shuddering here in just a minute. The bear continued to devastate all that stood in its path until it came upon some men with sticks trying to fend it off. Well, let me say, uh, don't pay any attention to the lies. Um, they have won this war in Ukraine, but the deep state needs a bigger war that really hurts the United States. And they have taken down the Nazis and the bio, bio labs and the tunnels and the dungeons with the captive children and uh, the evidence of the deep state crimes. And you're not hearing none of this on mainstream media. It's all a bunch of garbage. By this time, the bear had grown so large that it simply crushed the men underfoot and continued its rampage. Yeah. I was stunned by what I saw and asked the man standing beside me, What does this mean? He said, at first they thought the great bear was dead, uh, the man said. And if you listen to mainstream media, of course, you might think that that's so, right? But uh, as it will begin to stir once again, they will consider it harmless. 
and suddenly it will grow strong once more with purpose and violence. Uh, so they've made uh, tremendous advances in weaponry, by the way, while everybody thought they were sleeping. Okay, and, and God will blind the eyes of those, he says, that continue to trample on the sacrifice of Christ's blood until the day the bear will strike swiftly. This day will catch them unprepared, and it will be just as you saw. The man then said, Tell my people the days are numbered and the sentence has been passed. If they will seek my face and walk in righteousness before me, I will open their eyes and they may, that they may see the danger approach. If they only look to the approaching danger, they too will be caught up and trampled underfoot. Only in righteousness will they find safety. Suddenly I was once again by myself in my room on my knees with sweat covering my face. Okay, I think that's a good foundation for these revelations I'm about to share with you. Mm. A Russian nuclear exchange with the U.S. And this was given to Garrett Crawford on 4-29-22. Fresh, fresh. I dreamed that everyone was stocking up on food at a grocery store late at night. Hmm, what caused that suddenly to be make it so important, huh? Well, insiders are warning to have at least uh, three to six months of food stored up. And as far as believers go, we know that God shall supply our every need according to his riches and glory. These are opportunities to see miracles. I've been there. It does work. <laughs> I saw many people rushing at the last minute to get prepared. There was a general sense of uncertainty in the air. Many who had been expecting an event to happen were already prepared. And it may be that these will have to help those who around them uh, need miracles from God, right? So... You know, if you have, make sure you take care of those that have not, because that's the way more comes, right? For some reason, uh, Sylvester Stallone was in the dream, and he was getting prepared, too. But he had lost heart, and his courage had left him. <laughs> he was not mentally or spiritually prepared. Well, uh, you know, Sylvester plays the part of a strong warrior, so to speak, but it appears that even they will lose heart through the things that are coming. And I told him he could stay with me as I had been prepared for this for some time. Well, the most important way to prepare is spiritually, for the Word says, Righteousness delivereth from death pretty much what Dimitri said in his revelation. And as we were uh, leaving the store, I noticed many people's cars had been stolen from the parking lot while they were buying supplies. Well, people came out to find their cars were gone, and they were in disbelief. Sylvester and I thought that my car had been stolen too, but we eventually found it. 
Well, having their cars stolen out of the parking lot represents that rest and peace will be taken from the lives of many, taken from their vessels, right? Um, we were somewhere talk, talking, and he could not understand why I was happy and not scared. He felt he had so much more to live for on this earth, and he was upset that it was all being taken from him. Well, many lives will be turned upside down in order to get their attention and cause them to seek the Lord once he has destroyed all their worldly idols, right? I, on the other hand, had uh, no love for the world and the things in it. I could literally feel nothing because this earth had no hold on me. I felt freer than any man alive. John 12 and 25 says, uh, He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Amen. Around this time, I had a flashback to the beginning of the day. It was uh, light outside, and the sun was out. I was walking through the parking lot of the grocery store, and the word of the Lord came to me, saying, at this time, the wise will shine brighter than the sun and will instruct many. Well, we remember that from Daniel, right? The man-child reformers will be anointed with the wisdom of Jesus and with instructions for many that are in the way of righteousness. The next thing I knew, the scene changed, and I was um, at my dad's house in Bethel, and I believe this is representing the Father's house, uh, the house of bread, which is what Bethel means, right? And those feeding on the bread from heaven, Jesus Christ, the Word of the Lord, will be in the rest, okay? I was all alone with my dogs and cat. Well, the elect among all of the factious dogs and those who were in rebellion to God and his word will return to the Father's house. And I remember watching the war in Ukraine taking place over my dad's house like an open vision, but it was something tangible that I was actually experiencing. Uh, well, like the death angel that passed over the houses of the Israelites, this war and its fallout will pass over the elect of God. I saw that America had been assisting Ukraine. Well, deep state America, yeah. I even saw America launching attacks to aid Ukraine. Again, deep state America. But there was a grave mistake made, and an American missile had been launched accidentally, and it hit a Russian target. Well, will this be accidental or on purpose? Because uh, they've planned to make this a World War III. The deep state has been provoking the nuclear option and would love to escalate this conflict 
to continue to deflect away from the declass of all their evil crimes that are coming to light and to depopulate and to try to derail the 2022 midterm elections so that they can hold on to power. That's the only thing that's really important to these people is power and money and sex. Yeah. Also, it was admitted that the U.S. helped the Ukrainians sink the Russian flagship Moskva. And it was an American missile. Uh, no one would admit this unless they wanted the Russians to retaliate. They would keep their mouth shut, right? But no. So, okay. This accident, he has, quote-unquote, accident, caused the whole world to stop. Everyone wondered what Russia would do. But no one expected that Russia would retaliate against America. Well, Putin wouldn't last very long if he didn't, if you had a nuclear attack, right? And Putin has come out publicly and warned that any attack on Russia by NATO or U.S. and Western forces during this Ukraine conflict uh, would be reciprocated, presumably against the deep state because that that's who he's in war with, and he knows it. Then I watched what appeared to be a large missile silo open, and a projectile come out and was fired at America. The missile hit America inside her borders, and everyone was in a state of shock. No one actually believed Russia would retaliate, but they did, and with fierce wrath. Well, Putin and Russia have been fighting the deep state, and they would know who this missile is coming from, and I believe that they would pick their targets. Okay. Um, I'll speak more on that a little bit later. Uh, the weapon they used made seven waves of fire blast throughout America like fiery shock waves. The sound of the weapon was like a siren, an air raid siren, right? And every blast was, was accompanied by the most ominous siren sound, seven blasts and seven sirens. Well, there will be a lot of death and destruction that needs to be taken care of. This seems to be a uh, multiple warhead missile, right? And also, could seven blasts announce the approach of the seven trumps, which are blasts, of the tribulation? Hmm, could be. After the last blast, I looked outside and America was on fire. Well, I asked, and uh, he said it could have been multiple warheads. That's what I figured when I, I read his revelation here. Uh, he went on to say, it was just one missile launch from each side. And after Russia struck with their missile, they did not continue. It was like an eye for an eye. And I felt in the dream that America was playing a dangerous game with Russia that backfired. 
Okay. So a multiple missile, a multiple warhead missile is just one missile to begin with, but it doesn't fall as one, right? So even though the military has moved interceptor missiles to the coast in the nighttime, I read that, they uh, evidently didn't intercept this. Their missiles have multiple warheads that spread out to different areas and, and or different cities and are considered by many to be unstoppable due to their ability to evade uh, incoming missiles. In other words, they're evasive maneuvers. Okay. And everyone in America, he said, was in complete disbelief. I heard a man say, I can't believe they did it. I can't believe they actually attacked us. And after the blast, I surveyed the damage, and my dad's house was still standing. Both my dogs were in the house with me, and I survived. I opened the front door. I believe it might be Jesus. <laughs> And my cat was there. Well, we know that many of the rebellious who are God's elect, ultimately, will return to the Father's house of bread. Right? Yes, a nuke could do that. Earthquakes can do that. The terrible plagues that are coming could do that. All these things can wake people up. That this life is very transitory. The massive death could wake people up, right? Well, speaking of the cat, he said he had survived the carnage even though he had been outside of the house. Yes, there are people who are outside of God's house, but they know better, and uh, they'll get the wake up, right? So let me say, let's pray and ask for mercy from the Lord on this. Okay, for now, that's all I want to say. Revelation 6 and 2 um, through 4 says, And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat thereon had a bow, and there was given unto him a crown, and he came forth conquering and to conquer. Kind of like Moses conquering the Egyptians, you know, this represents the man-child ministry. And because and Jesus is in them, he is coming, and he's coming in them. Uh, as he said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come, and another horse came forth, a red horse. And to him that sat thereon, it was given to take peace from the earth, that they should slay one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Yes. Okay. Confirmed. U.S. and allies preparing for Russian use of nuclear weapons. Hmm. Why would they be preparing for that? Huh? And this was in Hal Turner's revelation. And we've got a link to the article and the pictures and stuff. And this was on 4.30.22. 
Undersecretary of State Victoria Newland today publicly stated, if Moscow uses nuclear weapons, it will never recover from the consequences. She then went on to confirm, since the beginning of this conflict, we have already understood that the threats posed by Putin must be taken seriously. That's why the U.S. and our allies are preparing for this development, Newland said. These astonishing remarks by the U.S. Undersecretary of State come just one day after the top TV news network in the Russian Federation, a network called Russia One, broadcast to the entire nation of Russia the map shown in the link above. And the link is here for you to look at. The map shows that a single Russian Sarmat intercontinental ballistic missile, when launched from Kaliningrad, would vaporize Berlin, Germany in 106 seconds, Paris, France in 200 seconds, and London, England in 202 seconds after launch. All three cities would be hit from a single Russian Sarmat missile launch. Uh, well, that's very interesting. Um, what we're seeing from the dreams is it won't be this big. And they do have missiles that have um, a lesser number of nuclear um, warheads on them. From launch to impact, even the most distant city, London, would only have about three and a half minutes of radar warning. Not even enough time to ask the Prime Minister for permission to shoot back, and certainly not enough time to warn the general public even to take shelter. The populations of those cities are as follows. Berlin, Germany, 3.6 million. That's in 2019. All of these are 2019. Uh, Paris, France, 2.1 million. London, England, uh, 9 million. All these 2019. Almost no one in any of those cities would survive. The initial multi-blast shock waves at 30,000 PSI and thermal radiation, uh, the heat from the bright white flash, would vaporize everything within 1.5 miles, or 2.4 kilometers, of each blast. Absolutely nothing would survive. The chart below lays out the effect of each blast. Five nuke blasts per city. Okay, and then there's a picture of it and how far away you had to be before there was no effect. Uh, it's interesting. Okay. Okay, U.S., this is another article, USA slash NATO gearing up for counterattack against Russian forces in July or August. With high risk of escalated retaliatory strikes by Russia. This is uh, May the 2nd, 2022, by Mike Adams. And it's on Natural News. 
Based on facts that have now been made public, it is clear that the USA and NATO are gearing up for a massive military counterattack against Russian forces in Ukraine. Uh, well, I don't know how they can do that. Most of the military is sticking with Trump. Okay. So, um, what are they going to do? Hmm? Based on the idea that it takes a few months to build up logistics, hardware, and personnel, the likely timeline for this counterattack appears to be around the July-August time frame. However, I have to say that um, if a nuke is released on Russia and they retaliate, the war would then be in all of the military, most likely. Okay, this is what they're, they're shooting for. Keep in mind that the overarching context of all this is the plan to cancel the 2022 midterms by placing America into a world war before November. Don't think this is out of their, their uh, plan because I know that um, Obama tried it twice and Putin was wiser than to, to bite his hook, you know. So, um, anyway, placing America into a world war before November, accompanied by a domestic police state, martial law response that now includes an actual Ministry of Truth run by Homeland Security, DHS. Well, that's an obvious communist attack on free speech and the Constitution. In other words, they want this because they think they could bring in their communist overthrow of our Constitution. Some of the information supporting the coming counterattack includes the recent revelation that military pilot cadets from Ukraine were secretly moved to the United States in March in order to undergo intensive F-16 fighter pilot training in preparation for deployment against Russia. Well, what happened to their uh, new jets? I mean, why are they just going to be sending these things against the Russians' new jets, you know, which are very powerful? Anyway, we un sounds like the, the guys with the sticks, right? We understand that the Ukrainian military teams are undergoing similar training in artillery and tank command as well. Seasoned military observers would correctly point out that you can't train an effective F-16 fighter pilot in just a few months, nor a tank commander, etc. Yet this only speaks to the desperation of USA, NATO, Ukrainian efforts to try to throw almost anything at the Russians in an effect to stop the seemingly unstoppable, grinding advancement of Russian forces across southern Ukraine. Well, this again reminds us of the men who went out with sticks against the bear. <laughs> and by the way, they've, they've finished that assault. They're covering the country. And of course, you're not going to find that from the mainstream media because they want to provoke everybody to do something. Well, it's too late, really. They've taken the country. Um, in addition to the above, it's also clear that USA and NATO forces are planning to cobble together a false flag operation in Ukraine, 
likely involving chemical weapons. Well, now we know it's and or nukes. In order to trigger the internal justification to deploy U.S. troops directly against Russian forces in Ukraine, Congressman Adam Kinzinger has introduced a Ukraine war resolution that specifies this exact escalation plan in fact. Yes, I know. Um, him and a few others, including Pelosi, I think they met in Poland because uh, they couldn't meet in Ukraine. They probably would be arrested by the Russians, right? <laughs> they did arrest a deep state general there. So they're not beyond doing this with these nobodies, right? So they did meet over there and promised their undying, you know, um, help, you know, which they can't. The timing of the chemical false flag will likely be sometime in June, allowing the U.S. media to whip up outrage and anti-Russia hatred. As the media primary's job these days is to teach hatred and intolerance to the gullible sheeple, to the point where the American people are screaming for World War III, falling in line with the engineered outrage. U.S. Senators and House members will call for a declaration of war against Russia, and that will be echoed by the criminal cabal running the fake White House Oval Office soundstage from which fake President Biden declares whatever current state of confusion he is expressing on that particular day. Uh, Mike has a way with words, doesn't he? Well, by July or August, it seems we will be in a full-blown World War III against Russia with U.S. troops and weapons deployed in Ukraine, facing off against uh, the far better equipped Russian forces, which have very short supply lines back to Russia compared to the extremely long supply lines from the USA to western Ukraine, which involves crossing the Atlantic and all of Western Europe and then somehow navigating Ukraine's blown-up railroads and destroyed bridges while under heavy fire from Russian air power and missiles. Hmm. Yep, they sent a lot of stuff over there already, and the Russians blew it all up. Yeah. So, America will likely attempt to strike infrastructure targets inside Russia. I'm not going to go too far with um, a lot of this because uh, things can change, you know. But I go on. As the counterattack against Russia gets underway, it's very likely the U.S. and NATO forces will unleash attempted missile strikes, drone strikes, or bombing runs targeting infrastructure installations in Russia. The primary objective will be to cut off Russia's domestic supply of fuel, steel, ammunition, etc. But this move could clearly cross the line in Russia's mind, forcing Russia to realize that this Western war is an existential threat against the very survival of Russia as a nation. And this realization is only exacerbating uh, or exacerbated 
by admissions from U.S. high-level Pentagon officials that they are deliberately trying to weaken Russia and destroy Russia's ability to ever wage war again. Thus, Russia will quickly reach the conclusion that it will need to escalate its retaliatory strikes to something more than mere cruise missiles and artillery. Although we can't read Putin's mind, it seems likely that he has already realized that sooner or later he needs to take out the USA's supply chain in order to stop the flow of weapons and military training to the Ukraine from the United States. Well, at the moment, it appears that all the hardware reaching the Ukraine is being destroyed. So I don't think they feel like they're under much of a threat, frankly, at this moment. Um, Interestingly, the USA is now threatening China with economic sanctions if China supplies weapons to Russia. So, according to the USA, only Ukraine can be augmented with weapons, but never Russia. (laughs) Well, why Russia will likely prefer an EMP retaliatory strike, Mike says, against the USA and NATO nations. Well, that's usually the plan. Um, EMP is um, the most important thing you can do, but... Let me say, if you have air bursts of any kind of nuclear missiles over the nation, it is an EMP. Okay. Russia has vastly superior ICBM systems, such as the new Sarmat 2 missile with up to 15 MIRVs and hypersonic glide vehicle capability. Uh, This means Russia has the ability to launch a single ICBM that can achieve nuclear strikes on 15 U.S. cities all at once, with little to no risk of interdiction by U.S. defense forces. Now, if it is um, five or six or seven uh, nukes, I would say that the strike against Russia was not as bad as what they would deem necessary to hit them with 15 MIRVs, if you know what I mean. So, anyway, however, an open-air nuclear strike in the northern hemisphere would contaminate the entire hemisphere with radioactive fallout. From Russia's point of view, a safer option is to detonate a high-altitude EMP weapon that destroys the U.S. power grid and plunges the United States into chaos and collapse. Or just send one missile uh, with uh, multiple warheads that would EMP while taking out people, citizens, cities, which obviously the deep state's missile has already done. So it's tit for tat, right? Okay, This sort of uh, EMP strike would utterly disable America's military supply chain while achieving something on the order of 90% civilian casualties within one to two years, according to previous government analysis reports. Surely Russia knows that America's power grid is not yet hardened against EMP. Uh, I can tell you for a fact that I know (laughs) Uh, that they do have Tesla free energy ready to go. And in some cities, it is up and running. 
and I've gone and looked at their facilities, and it's out of this world looking, but uh, it's working. So I don't know, you know, what EMP does to that system. We know what it does to the old system. It will take it down. And that America's financial system, uh, food stamps, communications, fuel deliveries, and nearly everything else depends on the power grid functioning. Or their plan to bring up the new uh, Tesla free energy. And I suspect they're waiting for um, Trump to officially take office, which the last time I heard their prediction was the 13th, okay, uh, to to do this because they want him to get credit for it. And and the credit is his, actually. Thus, an EMP strike is the most effective way for Russia to disable America and possibly collapse the nation during a time of war. Once you realize this, you also realize that EMP weapons might also be used against NATO nations such as the United Kingdom, uh, an EMP strike against London or Paris or Berlin would uh, plunge the entire nation into darkness and collapse. Thus, we believe that EMP weapons will be the first strike weapon preferred by Russia in retaliation against NATO and U.S. forces striking infrastructure targets inside Russia should that occur. Like I said, they can do both at one time. And if they've already killed a bunch of people by having an accident in Russia, you know, uh, I would say they're going to kill a bunch of people too. So, anyway, we pray this never takes place. Amen. Amen. But it took, it looks uh, like Biden and his insane handlers are deliberately pushing the United States into this scenario. Or maybe, just maybe, it's supposed to look like this in a fake World War Three scenario. Uh, which the alliance has planned, okay? And you can remember that I have said from some time back that the alliance plans a fake World War III, but the deep state wants to turn it into a real World War III. And they are professional at doing this kind of thing. Okay? So in the original article here was a speculative timeline of the escalation of a real war. And the bad thing about uh, timelines and speculation is that when one domino falls, the rest are all fallen, right? Meaning you can lay out this long scenario about what can happen, but hey, if, it, if you lose a, a, a block back here, all the rest of these are, are not going to happen, right? So that's why I'm just kind of steering apart away from that part of it. Um, So remember, he goes on to say, the Pentagon, and and I might add uh, just a little red note in here, uh, the deep state Pentagon, right, is run by generals who hate the American flag and everything America stands for. Um, I don't think he's taken into account the alliance and what is happening in this country. But um, 
if they start a world war by their accident, so to speak, uh, it's going to change everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that Cyrus won't conquer Babylon. I know that he will, but it's going to change everything. Do you think the forces that they control are going to be ready to fight for America and win World War III? Uh, not by a long shot. The, the libtards all hate America and want to see it fail. That's true. I mean, you've got somebody in the government that actually wants to bring down both sides and uh, give them the freedom that they want. And killing people is not a problem with them. They all have a spirit of murder. That's why they're doing the things that they're doing. So say, say what you want about Putin, but Putin doesn't hate Russia. He's comparing Putin's situation with our situation with this deep state government, right? Putin doesn't hate Russia. He's not trying to dismantle the Russian culture. And he's not a sissy pants soy boy either. <laughs> Unlike Biden, Putin is a con cognitive genius, and he is uh, right now outmaneuvering the uh, incompetent, almost mentally retarded U.S. president and his entire regime of American-hating lunatics and sociopaths. Again, I see Mike's got a good way with words here. here. Okay, here's a, an interesting thing I want to share with you. The significance of the number 68, and this was sent to us by Deb Horton on 4-19-22. It's an excerpt from What Does It Mean? More and more scholars estimate that the possibility of the outbreak of World War III is increasing and have even concluded that this could lead to a nuclear war. The situation is moving in the direction of global disaster. Putin cannot tolerate failure, and Biden is unwilling to give up, which could compel Russia to use nuclear weapons. Yes, and even more so if um, the deep state fires one into Russia, right? So there's a grim mathematical problem popular in cyberspace. In American rendering, the sum of every two digits of the starting dates of World War I, which was 7-28-1914, and World War II, which was 9-1-1939, and the Russian-Ukraine conflict, 2-24-2022, are the same. Hmm. World War I, 7 Plus 28 plus 1914 equal, equals 1949, and 19 plus 49 equals 68. World War II, 9 plus 1 plus 1939 equals 1949 again, and uh, 19 plus 49 equals 68. Uh, Twenty-four plus two thousand and twenty-two equals two thousand and forty-eight, and twenty uh, plus forty-eight equals sixty-eight. <laughs> okay, since World War One and World War Two adds up to sixty-eight, and then uh, Russia-Ukraine war adds up to sixty-eight, could this mean that 
this is the beginning of World War III? And I put a question mark there because I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, could it be? Okay. We know that according to the book of Revelation, we're very close to this um, giant sword going forth. So this is just a great coincidence. But it serves as a reminder. I don't believe in coincidences. Do you? It's pointing out something. It may be a warning, you know, but uh, it's pointing out something. But it serves as a reminder to compare the dangerous evolution of the Russian-Ukraine conflict with the two worst wars in human history. There are no coincidences with a sovereign God. Well, if World War III goes, happens now, and it's a nuclear, I remember some guy saying the next war will be fought with sticks and stones. <laughs> oh, gosh. Looking back, tragedies often come from five sources, war, famine, economic crisis, pandemic, and cli climate disaster. In spring of 2022, people didn't expect that they would be experiencing these five aspects in an unprecedented convergence. Uh, the world may be on the eve of its most dangerous moment. Psalm 68, you know, alluding to the 68 number there, begins, uh, Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let them also hate him, flee from before him. And let me say that God's enemies don't matter what nation you're in. They're in all nations. And if God wants to chasten all nations, he will do it. He knows how to do it. Well, my thought is that at this particular time, uh, 5-8-22, the Russians have pretty well conquered Ukraine. They have destroyed the weapons that the deep state had sent to defend Ukraine. There isn't much left on the ground war. Um, I, I noticed that a, a lot of the leftover armies are hiding in different places. Um, and I've seen the map of uh, the advances uh, of over Ukraine, and it looks to me like they've covered it. So there isn't much left of the ground war. A loose nuke could come from a desperate deep state hitting Russia to provoke the Russians into a World War III. Mm -hmm. Good. Could happen. And these dreams seem to be pointing that out. Uh, all I can say is we need to turn to God and uh, cry out to Him. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, here's a little note from Operation Disclosure, and they, they're very uh, secretive kind of language. May the 4th, Orange Man, President Trump, of course, uh, Russia wanted, uh, quote, uh, parenthesis, the Russia-Ukraine war to finish by May the 6th. So Orange Man knows what Russia uh, wants to do because they're in total communication. I know that they're doing this. And uh, they're actually working towards the same goal, and that's why Putin went in there, to take out all these very b bad, desperate things. Even though the deep state um, mainstream media 
is, is crying and crying and crying and picking up pictures from somewhere else and doing all kinds of goofy stuff like they normally do. Uh, okay. Uh, I know that Russia didn't go in there to alienate the United States. They went in there to save not only themselves but the rest of us from a whole lot of stuff that's going on there. So, they wanted it to finish by May the 6th. And this note says, well, two days ahead. Uh, seemingly saying that it really is finished two days ahead of the 6th. Hmm. And uh, May the 4th, May the F-O-U-R-T-H, a play on words, May the 4th, uh, a play on words, uh, force be with you. Same day Nazis in World War II surrendered. Hmm. Well, the Nazis have surrendered over there. I mean, they still act like they're at war and, and doing a lot of talking, but the, they have pretty much surrendered. And we are on a loop, which I, I take to mean history is repeating. And white hats are in control. Well, we hope so. <laughs> For how long? We don't know. Okay. Um, Bill's dream that I'm going to share with you about multiple nuke strikes on America could be a confirmation of Garrett's revelation that we already shared. And uh, Bill's nuke dream uh, could be about what cities could be retaliated upon. Okay. If Russia is hit, let me say, Putin knows the average American is not his enemy. The deep state has always been his enemy. When he retaliates, I believe it would be against the sin cities, which are also the crime strongholds, the deep state strongholds, the democratic strongholds. Yeah, that's what I believe he would hit, okay? Because he knows that's his enemy, okay? Now, there's a lot of innocent people, or relatively innocent people in there. Um, that uh, we hate to see gone, right? We'd rather see a revival. That's why we saw in Bill's dream uh, below them getting nuked. I asked the Lord, should we tell God's people to get out of these cities? And I got a yes. And um, I'm going to put here a teaching that we gave on this years ago. We called it Flee the Sin Cities. One and two. Okay, so here's Bill Steenland's revelation. Bride protected as the wicked are nuked. Hmm. Okay, 423.22. I dreamed I was in my kitchen preparing dinner. I believe this is representing the preparation of the spiritual food to feed God's people, his elect. I was suddenly translated to a place in the mountains. I believe this represents the choosing of the bride by bringing her to Mount Zion, uh, the uh, place of the king, as in the book of Esther, right? Which is a place of safety for from the beast. Okay, as you know, 
Haman found that out. <laughs> and although I was incredibly surprised about the miracle, I knew why the Lord had done it. I had a horrible feeling and immediately started searching the skies. I said to myself, Oh my God, this is it. It must have ha started. Hmm. There was a, a light orange flash way, way off in the distance. The people, let me say, the people to be judged will be spiritually far from Zion in the presence of God. Uh, I saw the top of a mushroom cloud, he said. The Lord was letting me know nuclear weapons were going off in a distance that I couldn't physically see. Well, I asked if we should pray this down by faith, and I got a no. And when I forwarded this um, dream to Eve, she cast lots asking the Lord if we can pray this down, and she received three tails for no. Hmm. Uh, but let me say, Father has changed his mind uh, through people's repentance and a cry for mercy. Ezekiel 3 and 21 says, Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he took warning, and thou hast delivered thy soul. So it is a possibility that God has determined this, and um, but it is also a possibility that... Um, Things will change. How about ten souls left in Sodom, right? Okay. I asked the Lord, are we going to have a nuclear war? And got a no. Well, in Garrett's dream, it was one and done, he called it in one of his replies meaning it was not a war but a single missile exchange with possibly multiple warheads. Uh, has God planned to chasten the U.S. in spite of their silly thousand years of peace on a wicked nation? There is no peace to the wicked, says the Lord. What have the... Uh, the right-wing people done to change the nature of the nation. Why would God show his favor on a wicked nation as this? Hmm. I asked, is this the deep state cities being destroyed? And got yes. As in a nuclear attack, there will be a desolation, waste, and astonishment, as the Lord said in Ezekiel 35, 2-4. Son of man, set thy face against Mount Sur. This, this represents the leadership of the Edomites, who are Esau's seed, who persecuted and betrayed their brother, Israel, and and prophesy against it, and say unto it, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I am against thee, O Mount Sir, 
and I will stretch out my hand against thee, and will make thee a desolation and an astonishment. Well, there it is. I will lay thy cities, or even congregations, waste, and thou shalt be desolate, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. So, am I saying this is going to happen? No, I'm not. I, I hold out hope that it doesn't. But when you get confirmations like these, it makes it hard, i got to say. And uh, are, are people going to repent? I, I, I see that they're all reveling in their foolishness in most cases. Little mushroom clouds appeared in the background and, and stuck in the sky as if it was some computer program that pinned the location of the blast in the distance. Well, let me say that's what actually does uh, send each of the multiple warheads in the direction that they're going. Okay, And as I moved around, the symbols would stay in their places. There were many, many of these nukes going off. I continued to walk up this hill to an abandoned house with no windows or doors. Uh, it was made of concrete and looked like the place the Lord was sending me to hide. Well, did the windows and doors get blown off of it? I don't know. But uh, representing this refuge that God has prepared for his people to be hidden in the rock. Their freedom to come and go is unhindered by doors. Hmm. And I might say radiation, as we will see, um, doesn't have as big effect on Christians as it does on anybody else, especially if they are believers. The house had a bunch of silver everywhere. Uh, I believe the Lord will supply for the financial and physical needs of his people in the times ahead. And some say ultimately silver will be more valuable than gold. I don't know. I thought I could uh, barter using them, so I started to break them apart and put them in a backpack. It's, it struck me odd that whoever was there previously did not see the value in the silver. Or maybe they went poof. I don't know. And because probably escaping is overwhelmingly more important than silver. Okay. And then I, I looked out of the little concrete building and there was a massive food processing plant nearby. I remember almost laughing because the Lord had put me right next to a food processing plant. And I thought, oh, wow, that's that. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Well, um, well, food and money will be plentiful among the bride as the Lord spoke. Amen. Well, uh, how's it go? Uh, I'm, I've been old and now I'm young, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Yeah. Okay, Isaiah 61, 5 through 8. 
And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their glory shall you boast yourselves. Instead of your shame, you shall have double, and instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Now, of course, being in their land is being in right relationship to God and uh, his temple and his presence, right? For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery. Well, the factions of both the church and state have stolen from their brethren. Okay, they're thieves with iniquity. I hate robbery with iniquity, and I will give them their recompense in truth. So God will repay, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Praise the Lord. I asked Will this devastation come after the redistribution of wealth planned in the GCR? And I received a yes. Again, all this is um, uh, a possibility because I still believe it's a possibility that God could stop this thing. Okay, we have to offer what God offers in the Scripture, right? And uh, and received a yes. So it would come after that. So um, Eve asked for a confirming word for this and received Psalm 81.5 in context, 5 through 7. He appointed it in Joseph for a testimony when he went out over the land of Egypt where I heard a language that I knew not. I removed his shoulder from the burden. So he was brought out of prison, right? His uh, hands were freed from the basket. Thou callest in trouble, and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I proved thee at the waters of Meribah, Selah. Now, I don't have to tell you that Joseph is one of the clearest types of the man-child there is. And he, the Lord, when the Lord releases him from his prison, uh, he's going to do wonders. Okay, as the dream changed, I was still in the house, but was talking to a woman dressed in camouflage. Well, I believe that the bride is hidden in the secret place of the Most High camouflaged she she was explaining to me where we were in the mountains she told me the state the mountain range and the roadway i can't remember what it was but i knew it was somewhat iconic uh, well known and popular for mountain travel and there was a native american word that she told me and i remember thinking i need to look that up and find the meaning but I cannot remember the name. I knew more people were coming, some of them good and some of them bad. In other words, to Zion. And it's true, many will come and some will be saved in the revival. 
Amen. Because I believe we're going to see signs and wonders and great miracles. And, of course, there's this um, tragedy that could very well motivate people to turn to the Lord. Tragedies, I should say. Eve asked for a word by faith at random for Bill's dream and received Ezekiel 21, 28 through 32. And thou, son of man, prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord, concerning the children of Ammon and concerning their reproach. And say thou, A sword, a sword is drawn for slaughter. It is furbished uh, to cause it to devour, that it may be as lightning. Well, we know that Ammon uh, factioned against their elect brother. They were traitors. So I asked if this representing a swift taking down of those who factioned against their own kinsmen and got yes. Uh, this could be so-called Americans against Americans and so-called Christians against their brothers. It could represent both. Verse 29, While they see for thee false visions, and while they divine lies unto thee, to lay thee upon the necks of the wicked that are deadly wounded, whose day is come in the time of the iniquity of the end. Yes, the wicked will be deadly wounded. Okay. Cause it to return to its sheath in the place where thou wast created. In the land of thy birth will I judge thee. And I will pour out mine indignation upon thee, and I will blow upon thee with the fire of my wrath, and I will deliver thee into the hand of brutish men, skillful to destroy. Thou shalt be for fuel to the fire. Thy blood shall be in the midst of the land, and thou shalt be no more remembered, for I the Lord have spoken it. Well, here's a man speaking a curse. Uh, but it's not the man speaking the curse. It's the Lord speaking the curse through the man, which is totally legal. Okay. Uh, no, personally, we cannot curse our brothers. We're supposed to pray for them that uh, abuse us, right? As the Lord Jesus commanded. But uh, a person who is in the Lord uh, can speak a word from the Lord. David spoke many judgments against the wicked. And so of all the prophets. So, here's another one. Five major U.S. cities nuked. And this was given to Richard Swanson, and he authored a book called Spare Your People. And he said, In 1971, I saw a dream of a limited nuclear war in America. Uh, let me say, or one missile with multiple warheads. Okay, Back then, he may not have been thinking about that. I don't know. I beheld two or three short, successive orange-colored flashes of light off in the distance towards the north. These flashes, which produced a strobe light effect, literally lit up the nighttime sky. As they occurred, I could briefly see the outline of some mountains from beyond which the flashes came. 
And the next morning in the dream, as I was walking through a field of swamp grass, I heard a news report over a transistor radio, which was attached to a corner pole of a lean-to. Hmm. The news report said, Washington, D.C., New York City, Chicago, Denver, and San Francisco have been struck by thermonuclear warheads. And, oh, these are deep state strongholds. Okay, I'm not saying that these will be the ones, and I just think everybody ought to pray. If you're in a big city, a uh, big sin city especially, you, sh- you should come out. And that's what the Lord told me to tell you. By the time the broadcast said, Denver, I was in the Spirit, and I was standing beside Jesus. I then realized that it was Jesus who was giving the news report. And what I was hearing over the transistor radio was the Word of God. And as he spoke, his words could be heard throughout eternity. As Jesus said, Denver, he pointed there. And as he did, the Holy Spirit showed me Uh, though it was not quite dawn, exactly where Denver was. It was still night in San Francisco, yet the Holy Spirit showed me where that city was too. I then looked back towards the East Coast. Uh, The sun had already risen there, and through some cirrocumulus clouds, I could see the Florida area and I suddenly realized that I was up in the heavens looking down. Now, he didn't say Florida, I don't think. No. I also knew that uh, during this limited nuclear attack, I would be in Florida, mm-hmm. very close to the Alabama border. Several years later, I discovered that this part of Florida is indeed swampland, just as in the dream. A confirmation, yeah. Well, let me just talk a little bit about God's protection from these weapons of mass destruction. Okay, There's a place of safety in Christ for our body as well as our soul. Uh, Psalm 91.1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, well, how do you get there? Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Well, there's how you get there right there. My God in whom I trust, for he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover thee with his pinions, and under his wings shalt thou take refuge. His is a truth shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor by nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Sounds like Richard Swanson's revelation there. For the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Mm-hmm. Verse 9. For thou, O Lord, art my refuge, 
See, there's the confession again. Thou art my refuge. With, with the heart we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Right? For thou, O Lord, art my refuge. Thou hast made the Most High thy habitation. There it is. And there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy tent. So you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. This is how salvation in any of its forms comes to you. And it is, by the way, salvation, spirit, soul, and body. For he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent shalt thou trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. Well, name is nature, character, and authority. Uh, people need to study just who Jesus is, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still does all those things to take care of his people. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. There it is. So an examination of verses 1 and 9 bring us to the conclusion that God is our secret place, and abiding in him is that secret place. Psalm 91 and 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Yep, there's a safe place under there, right? And verse 9 says, For thou, O Lord, art my refuge. Thou hast made the Most High thy habitation. So we must be hidden with Christ in God. 1 John 2 and 24 says, As for you, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If that which you heard from the beginning abide in you, you also shall abide in the Son and in the Father. Well, there's the secret place of the Most High. Praise the Lord. You have to believe what they first taught, not what they're teaching now. It's all watered-down pablum, uh, and it doesn't save, heal, or deliver, okay? In other words, we must believe what Jesus and the apostles gave to us in the beginning. They th seem to think they can change all of that, but there's a curse on that. So in order to be in the secret place of the Most High, we need to believe what they believed and, and say what they believed. And the traditions of men will not save. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 and 18, The Lord will deliver me from every evil work. He also said that Jesus bore the curse so that we would be blessed. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. He also said that we were delivered out of the power of darkness. 
Colossians 1 and 13. Do you believe these things? You see, you, if you uh, are trusting in a preacher and trusting in a group of people, a religion, a denomination, whatever, you're going to miss it. You need to believe exactly what the Bible says, and you need to teach your families the same thing. Well, then in that point, you are hidden in Christ, right? If you believe these things, you're hidden in Christ. And also, the walk of the rebellious will not save. 1 John chapter 2, 5 and 6. Hereby we know that we are in him. What? Secret place of the Most High, right? He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. Oh, so we're supposed to live a, a holy life, which some people say can't be done. <laughs> oh, well, that's the condition. Um, uh, an important key to entering the secret place uh, is seen here in Psalm uh, 91 and 2. Again, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Do you believe that or do you repeat all the bad news of all the people around you or the news the doctor gives you who walks by sight and not by faith? Do you believe all that stuff? Well, we know we studied, you know, the chemtrails and we studied, you know, all the, uh, the, the vaccines and all this stuff. But do you know you are delivered from these things? He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And verse 9 says, For thou, O Lord, art my refuge. Thou hast made the Most High thy habitation. You just, just remember and notice that you need to say that he is our refuge, and he becomes our habitation. And Romans 10 says, 10.10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Notice it's unto salvation. You have to keep confessing him until you see it, right? And confess, of course, is the Greek word homo legeo, which means to speak the same as. We must say what God says. We must be as an oracle of God, we're commanded. Uh, to not say what God says is to not confess him before men. Matthew 10, 32 and 33 says, Everyone, therefore, who shall confess me before men, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men... Him will I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. And by the way, he says, he'll deny you to the holy angels, so the, the ones that are supposed to be protecting you, right? So, to deny what the Lord says before men is to not be justified before the Father when judgment comes. Oh, you don't want that. Romans 3 and 4 says, God forbid, yea, let God be found true, and every man a liar, every man a liar, 
Let God be found true. Say what the Bible says. Speak as an oracle of God, we are commanded, right? As it is written, that thou mightest be justified, or accounted righteous, in thy words. So when you say what God says, you are accounted righteous in your words. And it goes on to say, And mightest prevail when thou comest into judgment. Okay, so we see this judgment all around us, like Psalm 91 speaks about, you know. And uh, all these people dying on every side and so on and so forth. This is somebody who is justified by their faith in Jesus Christ and his promises. And they believe his word, not men's word, who says it all passed away with the apostles, these liars. They want to get people killed in their ignorance. You must be called righteous by God through your confession or you will not escape judgment. That's what he's saying. Again, God forbid, yea, let God be found true and every man a liar as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy words and, and mightest prevail when thou comest into judgment. So, how are you going to escape if you don't if you're not justified, right? Notice in Psalm ninety one, confession through protection to the body. It brought protection to the body. Here's a good confession I love uh, in a dream given to Annette Rich in February nineteen ninety four. Wonderful revelation. I did not want to get up, but the Spirit of the Lord would not let me stay in bed and urged me to get up and write down this dream. There was an order given that everyone was to register. Oh, a regular communist thing, you know. You think you like Biden? <laughs> All these poor kids that went to college and came out communists, they're going to find out differently. Yeah. Uh, all people with degrees and knowledge, these are the ones they're afraid of, had to declare these facts. These are the ones they quite often execute because they don't want there to be any brains out there that can rise up against them. Pay attention to history. We then had to be sure our homes were airtight around the doors and windows. Then we had to go rally at an open-air stadium. Why did they have to do that? Well, it seems like it was a trap, right? There were many, many people. All of a sudden, I started to say, make it short, make it short. In other words, <laughs> let's get out of here. Yeah. Others joined in. Uh, this saying became a throng. I needed to get out of there and started to make comments such as, I am God's child. The air is purified around me. The angels of the Lord are around me. The blood of Jesus saves me, unquote. And I had other people around me and many behind me, some I knew and others I did not. Birds fell out of the sky, dead. People fell dead, and many were getting weak as we marched straight on. 
I kept repeating the above sayings. Here and there someone said, I can't do it anymore. I kept walking and said, That is not a worthy statement of a child of God. Repeat what I say. And then I would repeat the above and other scriptures. I was urged from within to keep my eyes straight ahead and not upon the death. In other words, you don't look at the snake bite. You look at the serpent on the pole. He bore the snake bite, right? Amen. I urged others to do the same. There was a white film over everything, and it was coming down. It covered trees and was almost illuminative. It also felt like uh, it was giving health, strength, and light and helped us to walk ahead. Oh, okay. That's cool. God can do anything. I can think of several times in the past that I've been told by a parent that they could not come to the assembly because one or more of their children had measles or chicken pox or mumps or whatever, you know. And I've told these parents to bring their children because no one in the assembly would catch the disease. And I've never been disappointed after making a bold confession of faith in God. And when one of my own five children caught one of these diseases, unrelated to the above instances, we would always uh, rebuke it and command it to go in Jesus' name, and it would. My children have uh, never had more than a very light case of, of any of these diseases, and most have never had them at all. So you don't have to have them. And we're promised protection from the deadly pestilence in Psalm 91, 3, 5, and 6. For he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. And thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Good confession. Say it. Uh, the soldiers, Psalm 91. You've seen that little card, you know, how that this one particular, I forget how big uh, a group of people it was, of soldiers it was, but they would say that every day, and they escaped destruction when others around them were being destroyed. They would confess Psalm 91. Um the Hebrew word pestilence here means an epidemic disease. However, in verse 10, the word plague, which we would normally equate with pestilence, is not at all restricted to an epidemic. The Hebrew word plague just means a blow or to smite. And so uh, you can consider um, a nuclear blast a plague in that form. And verse 10 says, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy tent. Well, notice in this verse that if we are in the secret place, we are not under the plagues or judgments of God. And this is witnessed also in Exodus 12 and 13. 
and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, as in Passover. Right? And there shall no plague be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. No plague. So they have in all of these, you know, bio labs out there, the deep state has created uh, serious biological weapons, more than anything COVID could have brought forth, although COVID has been jacked up again, and uh, it seems to be going through China. We'll find out. Okay. That, but no plague will be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Remember, he smote the land of Egypt to deliver his people from bondage. It wasn't to kill them. It was to save them. So you need to think of it in that way. If you're afraid of being killed, you must be an Egyptian. <laughs> so in this text, the uh, blood of the Lamb, Jesus delivers us from all plagues, all plagues. The judgments that God brought upon Egypt were all called plagues in Exodus 9, 14, and 11, 1. And there were conditions for this wonderful benefit, and you'll notice in 9 and 10, eat not of it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roast it with fire, its head with its legs, with, its, with the inward parts thereof, and you shall let nothing of it remain until morning. So eat it all. Eat all of the Lamb, who is the Word of God. Eat all of the Word of God, and you'll be safe. And, and by eating something, it means you're taking it into yourself. It's becoming who you are. It becomes your cells, so on and so forth, you know. Let nothing of it remain until the morning. You're getting prepared for something that is coming, and you need to be preparing your family for what is coming. But that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. In other words, we should partake of all of the Lamb, who is Jesus, the Word. And don't leave any of it because it's going to be lost. It's not going to do you any good. It was like the manna in the wilderness that bred worms. They didn't get it, and they didn't eat their manna, their Wheaties, that particular day, and it turned to worms. Oh, my goodness. So you, you need to get it while you can get it because there's an expiration date. <laughs> uh, and that includes all of his head, which is his mind, his doctrine, his thinking. That includes all of his legs, which is his walk. Uh, for to be in him, we must walk as he walked. First John 2, 3 through 6, right? Uh, here's another one. Uh, Hebrews 10, 26. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment, a certain fearful expectation of judgment, and a fierceness of fire which shall devour the adversaries. 
How many poor people had sat in a church and told them it's all under the blood, so they continued in their willful disobedience, and boom, they get hit. And they wonder why. Hmm. You should see here that the sacrifice will not protect those walking in rebellion, willful rebellion. We're not talking about failure or ignorance. Those are covered by the blood. But willful rebellion. You know what's right and you're not going to do it. And guess what? You are going to get hit. When David sinned with Bathsheba, the Lord put away his sin. And when he repented, but the word did not depart from his house, but the sword, excuse me, did not depart from his house. In other words, the sacrifice would not protect him from the penalty of his sin. And all of the lamb also includes all of his inwards, which is the inner man of the heart, who is filled with his spirit in Ephesians 3, 16 and 17. And to sum this up, um, for the Christian to receive deliverance from the plagues, he should believe in this doctrine, walking as a biblical disciple and receive God's spirit and not a religious spirit, as in 2 Corinthians 11 and 4, right? You, as I've often said, probably boring you by now, uh, if you get what they got, you'll do what they did. And if you do what they did, you'll get what they got. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Where you're going, you're going to need the Holy Spirit and His power and His beliefs. <laughs> Amen. And another main condition, which is closely related to the last one, is uh, in Exodus 12 and 7. And they shall take of the blood and put it on the two side posts and on the lintel upon the houses wherein they shall eat it. And so first you should see that the Israelites were the ones who applied the blood, right? Um, and in 1 John 1 and 7, it says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. Now we know what the light is. The light here is the Word of God. So the blood cleanses us through walking uh, by partaking of the legs of the Lamb, right? By walking in the Word. And 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Having therefore these promises, which is the Word, Beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit. I, I dare say a lot of people read the Bible just for the intellectual effect, you know. They're supposed to be reading the Bible to come into agreement with it, right? Let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, I know they say you can't do this, but they went to Bible school. You can't expect much more from them. The Pharisees and Sadducees went to Bible school too. 
Jesus went to God's school. <laughs> so you see the cleansing of the blood is applied through the Word. 1 John 2, 1-11. Jesus did his first sign. He had the servants, representing ministers, fill the six, representing man's number, clay, representing man's nature, pots, or vessels. Six clay pots, vessels. That's what we are, okay? With water, representing the Word, in Ephesians 5 and 26, a washing of the water with the Word. Then he turned it into wine, representing the blood of Jesus, in Matthew 26, 27, and 28. Matthew 26, verse 27, and verse 28. It represents the nature of Jesus. The life of the flesh is in the blood. You no longer are under the curse of your parents' blood that was passed on to you. You have new blood. You're baptized into the name, not just in the name. It literally says into the name or nature, character, and authority of who? Jesus. Why is it that many of God's people do not escape the plagues of this world and they think it's normal? Rebellion and unbelief against the light of the word. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They think all they need is to go to church and listen to a verse or two and a lot of other reasoning and um, that's good enough. No, it's not. You'd do better to go home and read your Bible, especially the New Testament, and make sure you're in alignment with it. Repent where you're not. Ask God to help you where you're not. He will do it for you. Right? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, the word, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I also will forget thy children. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Terrible thing here. Terrible uh, warning here. Okay. Well, here's a vision given to Demetri Dudeman that describes our rights in Christ and how the blood is applied. This was gave, given to him in Oregon, May the 7th, 1993. He said it was getting dark, and then suddenly it turned pitch black. It was as if the whole world had gone dark at that moment. And I believe we're on the verge of this darkness in the tribulation. And all the people were in a frenzy. They became disoriented and some even screaming. And after some time, we heard the sound of an army approaching. Soon we saw them coming out of the black mist. All were dressed in black except for one. And that one seemed to be their leader. He was uh, dressed in a red robe with a thick black belt over his waist because he, he believes he's tough. 
But the Lord let all the air out of his windbag, you know. On his head, he had a sign. And as I looked, I saw that in his hand he held the same kind of sharp spear as everyone else in his army. He exclaimed, I am Lucifer. I am the king of this world. I have come to make war against the Christians. Hmm. It looked as though all the Christians were huddled together in one big group. Some began to cry when they heard this. Others began to tremble, while some just stood without saying anything. And Lucifer continued to speak. All of those that want to fight against my army and think that they can be victorious, go to the right. Those that fear me, go to the left. Only about a quarter of the group stepped to the right, and all the others went to the left. Then Lucifer ordered his army, destroy those on the right. And the army began to advance and quickly surrounded the Christians on the right. As they began to close in on us, a powerful light appeared and encircled us. There's that light that protects, right? Encircled us. Then an angel of the Lord spoke, Take out your swords and fight. Defend yourselves and be uh, victorious over the enemy. What swords? A man in the groups asked. The word of the Lord is your sword. I would say an awful lot of people's sword is dull. <laughs> you know, better get in there and sharpen it up and be able to quote some of these against the devil. They are your defense. And um, the word of the Lord is your sword, the angel answered. And when we understood what the angel meant, we began to quote verses from the Bible. Mm hmm. Been in the Bible lately? It will sure help you. Then suddenly, as if we were one voice, we began to sing a song. And our voices thundered so loudly that the dark army began to retreat in fear. They did not have the courage to come against us anymore. Lucifer, filled with rage, turned to those on the left. You who all of your life have been trying to please two masters because you could not stand against me, I have the power to destroy you. It's true. That's why we, we uh, put on the armor of God, all of which, by the way, ha is related to the Word. All of it. I have the power to destroy you, he said. He then ordered his army to attack. It was a total massacre. The ones on the left could not defend themselves. One by one, they all fell. And this killing seemed to go on for a long time. After a while, we could actually smell the stench of the dead. Someone asked, 
Why could they not be protected also? The angel answered, Because all of their lives they have been lukewarm, and because of their hypocrisy the true church has been blasphemed, and they have brought disrespect to the word of God. Uh, they were not clean. As we continued to look, we saw the sun coming over the horizon. The black clouds began to break up, and then they disappeared. Only one cloud was left, on which Lucifer and his army stood. Lucifer looked at me, shaking his fist, and said, I will destroy you even if I have to throw my spear at you from here. Then that cloud disappeared too. As I looked around, I began to see faces that I recognized among our group. I saw a pastor from uh, Bellflower and another from Indiana and one from Michigan, as well as many of my American friends. The first thought that came to my mind as I awoke was that this had been the last fight of the devil against the church, the real church, by the way. If we remain faithful, we will be victorious. Well, amen. Another condition is seen in Exodus 12, 22 and 23. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning. Remember that. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door. There's the pass over and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. So, as a Christian, you should see that you must abide in your house, which is Jesus, the Word. And if you abide in Jesus, you abide in fruit and eternal life, as in John 15, 1-8, and uh, 1 John 5, 11. Okay, the destroyer cannot come past the blood on the doorpost to smite you. As you can see, all of these conditions are actually one. Walk by faith in the Lord as your Savior in all things, and grow in the light of his word to know your rights. The devil is a pretty good lawyer. He knows his rights. And if you add to or subtract from the word, which religions all do, uh, with your own thinking, he can afflict you, as is said in Revelation 22, 18 and 19. You add to, add to my word, I'll add to you the plagues that are written in this book. And if you take away from these words of this book, I'll take away your part in the tree of life. And you say, that's not possible. Well, who can he take it away from but somebody that's got it? 
Another condition is seen in Exodus 12 and 15. Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. So that's, you have to have a clean house. You don't want to put a bunch of garbage in there like you get when you go to dead churches. Okay. Get the leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. Seven days in which you better be eating unleavened bread. That's I believe, is the tribulation. Because that's your last chance to say, I'm, I've had it with religion. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to believe the original Christianity. The unleavened bread here is purity in doctrine or word. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 11, to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And we still got them today, don't we? So in verse 12, they understood the leaven was their teaching. Also, Paul exhorted us in 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8, <clears throat> to keep the feast of unleavened bread by casting out the leaven of malice and wickedness. And here he said the unleavened bread was sincerity and truth. And uh, back in Exodus 12 and 15, we see that there should be no leaven in our house or body for seven days. The seventh day was the day of ceasing from our works. So you keep this out of your house till you come to the place of ceasing from your works because your works can be the works of Jesus if you put nothing but the unleavened bread into your house, right? Because he is the word made flesh, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is all for the purpose of entering into the rest. So keep the truth in your house until you cease from your works and rest in Christ, or you'll be cut off from Israel. That's very clear. The Lord spoke to me when I was writing an article uh, for our website, and he gave me a long list of miracles that he was going to perform in order to save some of his people because, he said, they are not under the curse. It's true. One thing he said was that he was going to translate, not to heaven, <laughs> some of his people right out of the middle of nuclear blasts in order to preserve them. Does he have to translate them? Can he preserve them right there? Yes, he can. And I can assure you that these are not Christians in the secret place who do not believe that this is their covenant right. Jesus said, Be it unto you according to your faith, and as you have believed, so shall it be unto you. Remember that he could not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. And, and belief cometh of hearing, and hearing by the word. You get the word in you. you. You'll have faith, right? So listen to this vision given to Galen Womack. She said, I'd like to share with you a quick vision the Lord gave me about a year ago. 
I was reading about the coming bombing of the United States, and as I sat down in my rocker to look out my big picture window to reflect about this with the Lord, all of a sudden a laughter came forth from way down inside. And I asked the Lord, what was so funny about the U.S. being bombed? He then showed me a quick vision of Phoenix being bombed. I perceived it really didn't matter what city it was. And in the midst of that, uh, there were people walking around just fine. I then saw the enemy watching via satellite and was horrified to see people walking around in the midst of what I perceived to be a nuclear bombing. And she said, the Lord is our high tower and our refuge and our fortress. Amen. Jeremiah 18, 7 and 8 says, At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck it up and to break it down and to destroy it? If that nation concerning which I have spoken turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. Oh, so you see, you can change a judgment spoken by God through repentance. Uh, well, with Lot, it was ten, right? If you can find ten, Lord. <laughs> well, okay. How many does it take? I don't know. So this is also what we see in Joel 2, 12 and 13. God's people in America must repent the nation exists only for our sake and at what time the people of god become bad for america and america becomes bad for the people of god there must be a separation egypt must fall israel must come out amen god's people are in bondage to an evil babylonish religious system a corrupt system Come out from among them in the name of Jesus. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And God be with you in these coming days. And please pray about these nuke dreams we're getting. Um, it's not an accident that they're all coming like this in so quickly, so close together. I would say call upon the Lord. Let's get some answers. And especially repentance. Amen. Well, God bless you and keep you. Amen. Good night. For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels. Post Office Box 231616, Montgomery, Alabama, 36123. 